Yes, tonight's Bible reading is from John chapter 1, the verses 1 to 8. And as Tim just said, we can find this passage on our yeah, cards in front of us. That's, there must be enough for everyone. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. Well, maybe you've been in uh, a kind of situation where uh, uh, nothing you say seems to be quite the right thing. And every time you open your mouth, you just put your foot in it. And then religion pops up. And you're not really understanding what's going on. And you blurt out, got a name? Well, his name, of course, is Jesus. Of course he has a name. And uh, because of Jesus, we have Christmas. It'll be his birthday in ten days' time. And I hope you have a really great Christmas, 2019. And uh, a Christmas with some real highlights. For me, one of, the, one of the highlights of Christmas is singing carols and uh, uh, a traditional family Christmas lunch. And uh, I seem to be the one who cooks the bubble and squeak on Boxing Day. That's a highlight, actually. I love doing that. And uh, opening front presents in front of a log fire and so on. And I love it. And this evening, I'd like to say just two things uh, about Christmas which I think are really important. They're both from uh, just the reading that we have from the cards on our tables there. And, uh, uh, and I, overall, I just simply want to say this, uh, as we think of behold a saviour, and I want us this evening just to think simply this, believe in Christmas. And the first thing I want to say underneath that overall heading is this. Um, the first thing is this, As we think overall of believe in Christmas, I want to say this. You need Christmas. You need Christmas. Now, what on earth do we mean by that? Uh, I mean, it feels like, um, uh, you know, uh, you, might, you might be thinking, well, you know, look at, my, look at my credit card statement when I checked online last night and uh, I need Christmas like a hole in the head. Or, uh, or you might be thinking, uh, do I really need all these people coming around on Boxing Day? Do I need Christmas like that kind of thing? Well, let's go back a step, and I'll explain what I mean. Now, you know names mean things. I mean, we all know that main, names mean things, don't we? So I looked up the most popular names for 2019 and also what they meant. So uh, for this year, most popular name, understandably, is Muhammad, and it means praiseworthy. It's a good name, isn't it? Praiseworthy. Uh, second is Noah for boys' names, and that means peaceful. Third is George, that means farmer. The fourth is Oliver, it's Latin actually, it means olive tree. And if you're just wondering, the least popular boys' names, according to Harper's Bazaar, and how would they know? But anyway, they claim they know, and they say the least popular are, sorry about this guys, Jeff, really sorry, 
Melvin, Graham, Piers, Greg, Ken, Clive. Very sorry if you've got any of those names. But anyway, let's not just keep it to the blokes, girls' names. Here we are. Uh, we've got Olivia. Okay, that means olive tree as well. That's the most popular in 2019. Sophia, meaning wisdom. That's good, isn't it? Lily, I like this, means innocence, purity, beauty. And number four is Ava, meaning origin or popularity. And then Harper's Bazaar came up with the least popular girls' names, Isis. <laughs> well, well, there we are. Um, it would be, wouldn't it? Um, Tammy, Justine, Tracy, Norma, Carol. Well, anyway... Christmas time, we celebrate the birth of a little boy and his parents were told that they've got to call him Jesus. And Jesus means saviour. And Christians believe that Jesus was, was God breaking into human history. God becoming a human being. A guy called C.S. Lewis wrote this once. The Christmas story is precisely the sort of one grand miracle the Christian assertion that being that what is beyond all space and time, what is uncreated, eternal, came into nature, into human nature, descended into his own universe and rose again, bringing nature up with him. It is precisely one great miracle. Someone else wrote about this. The deeds and words of Jesus are the deeds and words of God. Now, why would God do that? Why would God get involved in our human existence? Why would God become a human being while staying God at the same time? How did that happen? Why would I say we need Christmas? Why would I say, therefore, that We need God to become a human being. Why is that? Well, we used to live down in Kent. And uh, uh, I would commute up to London um, a little bit. And um, and in the evening rush hour, it kind of gets rather busy, trains out of Charing Cross. And one day, it was an already crowded train, almost due to leave. Uh, There were already people standing. And uh, and then a a young mum with five kids got on the train. Three of them were eating ice cream. Now, for some reason, I don't quite understand this, but how you can have three children eating ice cream, and at the same time, a lady, or very well-to-do lady, got on the train just before it pulled out the station, and she was wearing a fur coat. Fur coat, ice cream, summer, was it, or winter? Who knows? But anyway, they were on the train there together, and within 30 seconds, you can imagine what happened, ice cream was being smeared all over the back of this lady's fur coat. What did the mum do? Bernard, she snapped. Don't hold your ice cream like that. You're getting bits of fur stuck in it. (laughs) And that is why we need Christmas. Because life has become all about us. Do you think we're meant to live like that? Do you think we were designed to live like that? If we stop to think about it, in all the preparations for Christmas and so on, we'd all say surely that none of us would want to be like that. But the trouble is we all kind of fall short of our own standards, don't we? 
And it says on uh, our cards here, just um, uh, towards the end of the first paragraph, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it or the darkness has not understood it. We all need Christmas because we're part of a world which has gone sadly wrong. And this baby, the one through whom the world was created, just in the middle of that paragraph, through him all things were made. That is, through this little baby, six, seven pounds, lying in a manger in the back of nowhere in the ancient Middle East. And it's telling us that the universe was created through him. That's the claim. That is extraordinary. And this little baby, he needs his teenage mum to look after everything for him. We have a, a grandson who is some um, eight weeks old tomorrow. William. William Moses, in fact, a fine name. And, uh, uh, and the thing is, he can't do anything other than cry, poo, and feed, as far as we can see. And at the moment, cough a little bit and snivel. And uh, that's about it, isn't it? Because little baby boys, that's about all they can do. And the Christian claim is that this little baby boy in that manger in Bethlehem, absolutely helpless as little baby human beings are, was also the God of the universe. Become a human being. It just is extraordinary. Someone has written, Jesus is light. If your room is untidy and dirty, and you go back one evening and you walk in without turning on the light, you wouldn't know. When the light's turned on, it shows up dirt, unwashed up cups, untidiness, dirty clothes, and so on. And Jesus shows up the dirt in people's lives. And he came to this earth and showed us how we could live life here. A perfect life. And actually, he came to save us from and out of that darkness of a world gone awry. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's why we need Christmas. And so it seems slightly strange thing to say, but the truth of the matter is, we all need Christmas. We need what we celebrate on December the 25th. Christmas is good for us because Jesus' birth is good for us, because his coming to this earth was good for us and relevant, the most extraordinary relevant thing we'd ever have. You can't actually have a real Christmas without remembering why, without remembering why he came, without remembering what he came to do. Some, someone, one New Testament wrote, uh, writer put it like this, um, without Christmas, we would be without hope and without God in the world. And thank God that we're not in that situation because we've got Christmas and we've got hope and we've got God in the world. And that's the first thing I wanted to say. You need Christmas. We all need Christmas and thank God we've got Christmas. And then the second thing is this, believe in Christmas. Please believe in Christmas. 
Seems to be an equally strange thing to say in some ways, isn't it? What do I mean by believe in Christmas? It's a bit like believing in Father Christmas. Reminds me of the, uh, the, the four stages of a man's life. One, he believes in Father Christmas. Two, he doesn't believe in Father Christmas. Three, he pretends to believe in Father Christmas. Four, he is Father Christmas. <laughs> Believing in Christmas means being committed to it. And that's not, that's not kind of like taking a deep breath and saying, yes, I'll go and get a big real Christmas tree, that's fine, and, uh, and so on, no. And it's not saying, yes, that's fine, let's have all your family around and boxing, no, no. Um, by believing in Christmas and being committed to it, what I mean is believing in what Christmas is about and believing in what Christmas means. In fact, this um, little couple of paragraphs that we've got here are part of John's Gospel in the Bible, in the New Testament part of our Bibles. And John wrote his Gospel because he wanted people to believe what he writes. In fact, his whole Gospel is about believing. That's why he wrote it. In fact, at the end of his Gospel, he wrote this. Um, This is written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. So it's not just believing that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. It's not just believing that, yes, there were angels and shepherds and wise men and uh, that Herod wanted to, to kill him and that Mary and Joseph and Jesus had to escape in the middle of the night because of that. No, it's believing that this little baby was the Messiah. It's believing that this little baby was the Son of God, who came to give people life if only they would believe in him, if only they would be committed to him and follow him and put their trust in him. And then back to those paragraphs on that uh, uh, cards that we have on the tables there. John who wrote this refers to another John, John the Baptist, in that second paragraph there. He was a forerunner, a herald of Jesus. And right at the end there, it says that John the Baptist came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. So when I say believe in Christmas, I mean believe that Jesus, baby Jesus, one day old baby Jesus was the Messiah, God's anointed saviour. That he was the son of God who came as a light in a dark world. Who came as a light who would in the end die for a dark world. So this dark world may have life. Could it be? Could it be that this tiny little baby was the creator of everything? Could it be this tiny little baby really was and is the light of the world? Could it be that this tiny little baby really was and is the one in whom was life? Could it be that he was the Messiah 
the son of God, the one who came to die for you and for me. Could it be? Could it be? This evening, you need Christmas. Believe in Christmas.